This is episode 190, so it's an ear pearl. <laughs> like a horny cat dropping acid, it's the tone control. <laughs> Welcome. This one's going to pay off really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people listen to the episode trying to find when the title drops? Do they have a moment in the episode when like, oh, that's uh-huh. it. They notice yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when know. they say the name of the movie in the movie. All right, all right. Welcome. It's the friggin' tone control. Friggin' controlling new tone since... Friggin' doing it, man. 2013? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking today because I had... um, I was like prepping up the sounds for the show for this week's show notes and uh, I had sorted the whole folder of all that shit that I have by date and there were some Mm. back at like 2014... Man. Some files in there that had not been uh, modified since 2014. <laughs> Some oldies. Our library must be growing like a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in there. Actually, there's a lot of shit from a long time ago that I I haven't gotten around to getting back out because they're stored in like separate le- left-right files instead of oh, interleaved yeah, yeah. files. So I need to like open up our old Pro Tools session and spit those <laughs> old pedal demos back out. There's some gems in there that I do want to recover, but since I'm not working in Pro Tools anymore yeah. for the show. Anyway. Um, remember like a while back, I texted you seeing if we wanted to put our demos up on Bandcamp. And then I was like, oh, we'll yeah. talk about this later. And then we never talked about it. <laughs> you want to talk about it now? <laughs> Is that something people would want? If you want to like, you know, yeah. they'd probably be up for free, right? I mean, or pay what yeah. you want. I mean, you want to hear 16 bars of madness? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the pedal companies will want them. Yeah. Uh, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> More like 16 bars of badness, am I right? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, yeah. that's a true fact of, of the way things are. All right. So, all right. So, listen, I got to, I got, we got to open up. We're going to do, I'm going to go ahead with some, uh, some bummer news so that we can roll past the bummers and get into the not bummer news. But so here's the thing. There's been some goings on the past. We've known about this for a while. Um, and then recently we've been getting a little bit more information. So uh, several weeks ago, um, we due to like a somewhat not exactly routine, but a, a scan um, that my dad's doctor ordered, they found that he has liver cancer. Um, we found out about this a few weeks ago. We didn't really know anything else about prognosis or anything. They scheduled him for some specialists and, um, I was kind of, we were kind of in limbo about that. We didn't know anything. And that's, that's kind of where I was the last time we recorded the show. So I decided to not talk about it or anything. It was a bit of a roller coaster. We were kind of going through some shit about, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a lot of time to think about all that and kind of you know, get used to that idea without even knowing if I really have to get used to that idea right now. But we, you know, so anyway, so the, now, now we know a lot more. He's seen specialists in just uh, yesterday. He talked to the anesthesiologist and stuff like that. So anyway, what's, what's going to happen is um, he's a really good candidate for surgery. They are going to take two thirds of his liver mm-hmm. and um, he's, quite, quite healthy. Besides all that, he was running and lifting weights today. Um, the stress tests, um, you know, he, he scores off their charts and stuff on, on all that stuff showing ready for surgery and stuff like that. So, but it's a, it's a serious, serious thing. So it's still very kind of scary. Um, that's going to happen on the 24th, which is going to be uh, next, two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. So actually, the the next time when we would normally record this podcast will be the day that um, he has that surgery. So um, we're sort of making prep that Derek might be able to 
do a show with a stand-in in my place yeah. or something like that. Because I, I imagine more, more to come on that. Yeah, more to come. Um, but anyway, that that's what's been going on. It's been quite a roller coaster. He's feeling rather confident about it now. I've never seen somebody so excited to have their liver out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know your just dad a, just picturing that's quite funny. Let's well, he go. was like, you know, the doctors are kind of like going. So listen, there's a surgery for this. It's really major, but it's really you know because I think a lot of people probably would try to avoid that, and mm. they're looking at much more complicated with lower chances of success interventions, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, for him, it's like, take it, you know, like do the yeah. thing that's going to work the best. Um, so, uh, anyway, just a few minutes ago, actually, before I came out here, we were talking to him some more. Cause like I said, they saw the anesthesiologist kind of went over everything that's going to happen. Cause it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. And, and there's also, there's some up in the air about, we, we don't know exactly what how many of us are at what times are going to actually be allowed to see him. Right. Um, because of pandemic reasons or otherwise? Because pandemic reasons. That, that's okay. right. So I think, I think only a uh, Tyler's coming out. Um, okay. I think only one of us is going to be able to be with mom in the place though. But I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of get the feeling that they, it's a little bit subject to change in the moment and they let the kind of head nurse on the floor decide everything mm. or some, something to that effect. So whatever, whatever Makes happens sense. is going to happen. And, and stuff like that. So anyway, that's the thing. Um, and yeah, so anyway, we're, you know, as confident as we can be. And it's, and and livers grow back, turns they out. They do. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> so, no expert in this, but I have heard pretty remarkable yeah. things about liver transplants and such. So yeah, so um, they will, they will take two thirds of the liver. He'll probably need a transfusion because the liver has all the blood in it. Yeah. And then um and then it will just grow back over like 6 to 8 weeks. That's uh, it? Yeah, that's what they said. Wow. That's, a, that's their estimates. Oh it's my god. Bonkers. So it's like reverse That is they, very fast. The, the, we were talking a few minutes ago and the joke was that it's like reverse giving birth, right? Because you're <laughs> instead of growing the thing first and then having it removed, having a few pounds of something <laughs> removed from your body, you're having it removed and then growing some few pounds worth of something oh back gosh. into your body. So anyway, um that's yeah, incredible. So that happened. Um uh, update on bleeding ears. Um mm. Aria saw the for the follow-up, saw the the doctor, the the one we like, his uh-huh. the son of the of the get your hands off me guy. Yeah. And um <laughs> so they said that this is actually this is funny. I also just learned this a few minutes ago because my wife just we hadn't had a chance to talk. They saw this today. So she's all set. Um, her ear has some crud in there, but he wants to just let it, the, the ear just naturally clean mm. that out. So he says she did not have an infection. She had, and he, she didn't remember what he called it, a globular something, but essentially the tube popped out and mm. the body was like, this isn't supposed to be here and encapsulates it. Oh. And he didn't call it, he didn't call it an abscess, but it was like, and then, and then of course the ear continued to react and said, that's not supposed to be here either and popped it. <laughs> and that's oh, okay, why she started okay. dripping blood out of her ear. Got it. Um, so she never had an infection. She actually was getting a steroid in her ear to just make her body chill the F out so that all of that can clean itself out and be gone. Dude. So, so I said, so it's an ear pearl. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay, so anyway, that's so we've done the bummer news. Um, we're we're all all systems go, and we're we're gonna we're putting our faith in the great technology of medical science to to just sort this Dude, all out, and we should we'll, honestly probably like, will be fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. As you get older, you just kind of get more into like there are more situations where you are. Yeah. at a hospital or something where you kind of learn a little bit about like medical science. And yeah. I am never not completely blown away by just yeah. ab- how absolutely amazing, not only the human body is, but like that people can just like fix it. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, so and in the case of, in the case of Aria's ears, like the steroid going in to tell the body to chill out, like that we can just manipulate the body to do what yeah. we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's those amazing. Tissues, just calm down, yeah. buddy. Just yeah. hey, relax. Here's some drugs. Just yeah. calm down. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> and yeah. like, I just th- there's so many unknowns, and I can't pretend to know anything about that. So it's just all you got to trust those experts and just let it mm-hmm. absorb. You know, like let it wash over you. Just pure yeah. science. 
Pure <laughs> science. Okay, let's tag this and start in with some news, or start in with our notes anyway. Hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> that wasn't the right one. Hold on. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. <laughs> so... Nothing blew up when I came and sat down here today. Like everything pretty well worked. I just turned on and pushed record. So then I just clicked the mouse in the wrong goddamn spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the one that's going to take us right out. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Goodness. The show, the show notes. Oh, sorry. I got to get the gifts front and center so I can see what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? Okay. Uh I had my first real recording session in in the studio in uh, over a year. I've had occasional people in here, yeah. um, like a solo artist or something. Um, I've turned away a lot of things where I was like, I can't have I can't have you both in here at the same time. It's like you mm-hmm. know. It's so anyway. This this band I recorded. We did their basic tracking at the monastery right before lockdown. Cool. Okay. This the drums and stuff for this this band's songs have been on my drives for over a year, and we just had them in, and we just did we just overdubbed uh, keys, bass, and guitar, and a, and uh, about half the vocals. Awesome. Uh, on Tuesday, and yeah, it was like right back in the swing of things. I mean, a bunch of vaccinated people just being in a room. Yeah, get, dude. Getting that- all sweaty. Not really. Yeah. So the air conditioning's fine in here, but you know, like yeah. doing it, you know. Yeah. So it sort of reminds me not to like steal this, but I went to like a social event last <gasps> weekend, and it yeah. was like, oh, you know, we were outside and everybody was vaccinated, yeah. and it's like I, I know it's fine, I trust it's fine, but something in your brain is like, wow, this is something, you know, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? Oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, how did so you do the guitars? Um. Okay. So this this band, the way this the guitarist in this band works is he's never played the songs the same way twice. The guitar is really ends up being kind of decoration in these songs. Oh, all right. Um, so the way I did the guitars was we actually did the bass and then the keys, which are much more structured and actually have like basically parts that they're playing. Okay. Uh, and then the guitarist, he has this little line six spider combo amp thing that he's just used to using. And I was like, you know what? That's bloody fine. And I just, it has a recording out on it. And I just, oh. I just recorded it. So, cause I, you know, I, it's, it's just there. It, it It's, I feel like, you know how some, like we could chase tone with some, some kinds of music and stuff like that. I feel like the thing that they're creating <clears throat> is so not about that. It's so completely not about that. That it was just like, you know, we, yeah. we printed it on and I was like, mm, that's a little, that's a little bright. I rolled the high, the, the high knob back a little bit. And he was like, oh yeah, my reverb. And it's got one of those, you know, the line six, the old thing. It had the, the yeah. knob where like a f- quarter of it would re- be reverb and then the next quarter would be delay and so on. And it's so like, just, like more turned intense it into the until reverb. you get to the next effect. And, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, it, Right. It's like an encoder. It was like that. Mm-hmm. We like turned that to about the right spot. And it's like, all right. And then I just, let's do, let's do three takes of every song. And by the time we got to the third one, I was pretty sure I was like, I'm going to be able to find a song in there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. there are some parts I might swap out or something. A couple of bad notes here and there because he's, you know, largely so like noodling. Lead the whole time, basically? No, there's a lot of chords, but he's changing, varying the way he plays it or when. And okay. some of it, I feel like, you know, some of it definitely comes out better than other times, but, um, yeah, it's very much like intended to be like kind of a decoration. So interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, so is he like writing in the studio? Like when they play live, does he reference? I I don't know. I mean, he knows the song. They play them all the time. Like he knows sort of like whereabouts certain things are happening. It's like, it it is, it is a little alien to you and me, right? Because we would definitely like... We would schedule out what I want to play. I would figure out, and and for him, it's it's much free. And I can tell, like he's not nervous about it. He's not like if I don't pick exactly the parts that he would want me to pick. You know what I mean? He's not even considering that. He's like, there you go. That's so a good this, one. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I I do that when writing music, just kind of ne- uh-huh. ne- like la- until I land on something where I'm like, I like that one. And then like, that's the one I'm committing to, at least for now to yeah. do this at that measure or whatever, every time. 
Um, that's crazy though. Like it's not crazy, but it's, it's interesting. I don't know if I could operate that way to it's, not It's do definitely this. like not, it's yeah. not usual for the kind of genres that we've been rolling with. You know, mm. it, it's a little bit more like what you would think of when you're playing like jazz, like true jazz or something. Um, okay. you know, like he knows kind of like, oh, this is the part that's this chord progression. And he's not necessarily playing that chord progression, but he might be. But is he like know? following along with changes and, and keys yeah. and such? Or mm-hmm. oh, all right. And and Fuck in fact, him, he had the sheet music, like they have their charts. They wrote charts and they had iPads and stuff. And he was looking wow. at it. He just wasn't right playing the same thing any two times. I mean, some of it how, was sort so, of the same. <laughs> that's so cool to me. Like how people interpret their own music. And yeah. <laughs> the stuff that's like important to them, because this happens to me all the time. There are some Delaney parts where I'm like, I don't care about that. Like what <laughs> we could, we could drop it. I don't care about that part. And in other parts, I'm like going to die on this hill. I need, I need <laughs> this in the song, you know? And yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's always interesting to me. So yeah. That's cool though. I'm glad it did. So it went well. Yeah. 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 We got all kinds of stuff Good. done. Um, we had, we had plenty of time. We, we finished up a little earlier than, than I had a, a sort of hard out for. And we'll have, um, they have one more, they have another vocalist who um, couldn't be there that day. And I wasn't expecting it totally done anyway. So we'll, we'll have another day where we do that. Of course, I have to schedule it kind of after um, the surgeries and stuff. I, I have of been, course, yeah. I have been just clearing my calendar. I've been just yeah, finishing yeah. up everything um, so that, and not putting anything new on. Um, so anyway, yeah. Okay. Next thing I'm going to, oh, here, here comes a sound. Name that pedal. Is it the Mr. Black Supermoon? No, it's so close. Oh. <laughs> it's is another it one of my Black? demos. That is the Catalan Bread Add an Echo. <sighs> and I Damn. think we both had this pedal at one point. It's the one yeah. that's like... Um, that's, oil can delay? Right. It's, it's replicating an yeah. oil can. Uh, is it a delay? or It sounds like a reverb. It's so soupy. It might be a delay, but it's, it sounds like yeah. a reverb. It's so messy. Oh, anyway, one of my I favorites. remember you really liking... When you had the Supermoon, I remember Super really, Moon, yeah. you really enjoying it. Yeah, That, that was, was also one. great. That one's some other screwed up model of something too. It's just just, just nasty root, which is so bonkers because I like don't some, care about like, reverb. Modified. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like um, I don't give yeah. a shit, but apparently I do. I think it's some modified so, spring reverb. Could be. Could be. I'm losing like tons of frames of you. Really? Hmm. Everything looks and clean. It seems over like there's here. some audio latency as well. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Did you hardwire in your internet? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing we can do then. Internet is internet. It's... It actually seems you you seem clean to me okay. over here. What so. is? Yeah, Derek. Weird. All right, I'm sure it'll catch up. Anyway, what's up with your yes. pedal board? Okay, I'm gonna post a picture in the chat here. Um, I redid my pedal board recently. I kind of I took some things off because I realized I had a ton of redundancy with uh-huh. the HX Stomp. So uh, I was just like, I'm going to experiment and take some things off and see if I feel like I can get away with it and uh, how comfortable I am with not having these things that have been on my board for so long. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, it was totally fine. So now I've just got a bunch of pedals in (laughs) uh, a collection that are honestly going to end up on a completely separate board that I'll use for other things. So um, (laughs) now the, the streamlined setup like it still wow. operates the same way. The signal path is all the same, but this is what we're we're working. Uh, what we are working with now. Yeah. Uh, so like before, I said this all in the tombstone video. If if anybody has seen that. So, um, speaking of which, we got to talk about the tombstone pretty soon because oh, I think rips. Anyway, yeah. I should have added that to the notes, but we're pretty full <laughs> this week. So like, let's save it. It's a killer pedal. Um, so anyway, the uh, the line six HX stomp is kind of the beating heart of the whole thing still. And yeah. the rest of the pedals are in the effects loop, like we've said. So my guitar goes into the HX stomp and then also out of the HX stomp into uh, typically my headrush cab or a PA or my guitar amp. And mm-hmm. everything else is just kind of run straight through. So what I really like now is I've got the Mythos Mjolnir and the Walrus Audio Ages, and it's kind of the first time I've really been 
properly paying attention to stacking overdrives, and it is the way. This is the way. It is <laughs> so good. Um, both of these pedals are really fantastic. I really love them both. The Juliana is absolutely righteous as well. Um, so anyway, yeah, it goes uh, into the Helix, into the Ajax stump, where I've got a phaser before everything because I like phasers before my overdrives. Mm -hmm. Then an effects loop block, which contains a volume pedal, these two overdrives, the chorus, the Juliana chorus, and the Strymon timeline. And then back into the Helix chain, <laughs> which contains the amp, a cab, like an IR, um, yeah. and then various reverbs and stuff. And, and, and then I can swap in other effects like tremolo or ring modulators or whatever other wacky shit I want that's in Helix, including like redundant pedals, so I could right. have more overdrives. I could have fuzz, other delays, that kind of stuff. And then you'll more see in the clones. picture in, yeah, so many clones, <laughs> in, so many clones in the picture here. You can see in between the timeline and the stomp is a little two button foot switch, and yeah, that activates. Yeah, that's my um, tap tempo and tuner on the bottom switch, which is foot switch five for Helix, and like it's tap tempo. Then you push and hold for the tuner. And then the top switch is foot switch four, which will I can just assign like any other foot switch. Oh, nice. It's, it's great. So I've got um, the leftmost foot switch on the HX stomp doing amp gain and level. So there's like just a little, we go from like clean to kind of a pushed clean. Little little okay. dirt on top. Not crazy, but just a little extra. Yeah. And then a phaser and then in the middle. And then on the end is a big, like a big washy decaying reverb. Mm -hmm. And... I have an always-on spring reverb, and that's pretty much it. It's rad. That's very clean. I it's love so the uh, the zigzaggy cables along the top. The, <laughs> the effects loop business. Yeah, ah. yeah. It's the, the underside is kind of a, a crazy mess, but it's working really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the top button is actually easier to get than the bottom button on that switcher because it's so close to the other. Uh, the two other foot switches, but it's it's totally doable. It's not a big deal, and I downsized the board itself, so now I'm on a, a pedal train classic junior, the smallest pedal board I've ever had. The classic and junior. The classic junior, and underneath <laughs> is my pedal power two still, and it's all working just gangbusters. It's great. It's really really fun, and I, I like having those four spots on the bottom with, or well, you know, there's three with power. And then mm -hmm. the volume pedal. But I've got tons of power left on my brick, which means if I want to swap an overdrive or swap that chorus for something else, it's really easy. Anything on that bottom row can just come right off and be replaced. So yeah, I like it awesome. a lot. A lot, a lot of fun. Totally rad. Fun. Yeah. Hey, hey, great job. Great job. Um, Thanks. All right. Next thing. Next, next friggin' thing. Juggling windows. All right, here's another pedal. That gave it away. I was going to say, you're going to get it at the end here. <laughs> yeah, that gave it away. That's the... Janus. That is the right? Janus. Yeah, from is that Earthquaker? Um, or Wal Wal Walrus. Can't remember. I didn't Walrus. write it down. <laughs> it just yeah, says Janus. Janus. Yeah, that's the one with the the two joysticks on the top. Ah, okay, I got you. And there's I got like you. the fu the fuzz control and like the the rate and depth of the trim uh -huh. are on like an X Y axis. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway. Anyway, that was, um, I thought it was some kind of big muff at first, but yeah, that gives it away for yeah. sure. Okay, should we talk about the new John Mayer? Yeah, single? so that was that's literally what it says the in the question, notes. Like, should should we talk age. about this? Yeah, um, <laughs> I just wanted to say my strat is here in the office today because I've been learning the song, <laughs> and like, because it's just as you do, right? Yeah, it's what a fella does. <laughs> this is this is also not the uh, the last last train home patch that I made today, so cut me some slack. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now, so this is last train home. This is the song that went went sort of crazy before it came out because of uh, uh, 
Oh, yes, because of Mary well, Spender's YouTube because channel. Because of Mary Spender's <laughs> YouTube channel, which then got shared around to several, you know, there was all these reharmonizations and stuff. It was mm-hmm. a ton of fun. The videos we passed around in Discord, in, in case anybody didn't get there, I'm sure we'll find them again. Um, so John was sharing like 10 seconds of the song as like a little preview, as like a TikTok or something. Or yeah. Was it yeah. Instagram? I think, and yeah, I think it was TikTok. It, yeah. So, and, and so she was like, let's try to extrapolate what this whole, so she makes a whole song based on that snippet of what she thinks his song will sound like, including all the, all the lyrics and everything. And it was a ton of fun. People re rewrote it a few more times. It's, mm-hmm. it's anyway. So, and so, well, so let me jump in. She yeah. did that because she thought the song was coming out the next day. This was months right, ago. She rushed it. Yeah. Yeah. She pushed <laughs> it out really fast. And honestly, it was great. She did an incredible job. Um, Super funny, like just really clever process and stuff. And then mm-hmm. just like last week, the actual song Last Train Home came out. So anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously there's some stuff that's different. Um, but frankly, yeah. like she did such a great job of of sounding like what what could be a John Mayer song. Of course, I did. I did think it was so funny, and I you can she has this reaction video, and you can see her face when he does the thing that she didn't know he was going to do, and it is even more John Mayer than the John Mayer yeah. thing that she came up with, and she's like, oh, "Of course, you know." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's cool, right? And it's it's what did you say? Like he is he out memeing himself? Has he inverted yeah, the meme so of himself? I think so. So like new light. Remember that song that like went crazy on Instagram when that first came out? It was like yeah. 2018. That song's on this new record. Um, oh, and the okay. video was like super memey, and he got like really like just a meme lord status on Instagram <laughs> for a while. And it was like, are we watching someone have a midlife crisis, John? What are you doing? And this though, like. This has taken all of that and it transcends everything, you know, like it, it doesn't matter that he was kind of like being goofy for a long time because this is, I think, objectively good. And it also yeah. just furthers his whole, John does whatever he wants and, and doesn't look yeah. back. And right. a bunch of us have been talking about this for a week already. And it's like, the best thing about this is like across John Mayer's career, there is really something for everybody. There is. I mean, yeah, he he genre hops, not in like a, okay, this record's hip hop kind of way. <laughs> yeah. But enough. different types of pop, though, and like yeah. different, and yeah. blues. Like, like we've got to talk about John Mayer Trio, obviously. But right. like, I just think like this song came out and it was like, wow, okay. Um, Toto, much? Phil Collins, much? Like, it's all of these sort <laughs> of classic you know, 80s yeah. Clapton, like, obviously. But yeah. I've listened to it approximately 300,000 times. And, I listen to it so much and I'm just, I'm really into it because it's just unapologetically catchy, poppy, fun time, summer jam music. Right. And it's really effortless. Like it comes out, do you know what I mean? Effortlessly I cool. John, John Mayer <laughs> has always managed to not, to, to be that not show offy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's what I've always you know, it, admired about it is like, obviously it's virtuosic greatness, mm-hmm. but it's not, that's not what the music is about. That's not what the, when it, when he puts out a record, that's not what it's about. It's not and like listen to this guy shred. It's like, yeah, you can, like, if you're listening carefully, you can tell like, there's yep. some really interesting stuff here, but it's not always surface level. And he's, he's like, let's not do the craziest thing every single time, you know? It's a lesson in reservation and understated pop. But anyway, I've not heard anybody say this sucks, which is, I think, really interesting <laughs> to me because I know a ton of people who have might very even be a first for him. <laughs> I know a ton of people who have super strong opinions one way or another about John Mayer. And the people I know who don't like it are saying things like, I get it. It's not really my thing, though, versus yeah, like, this is this sucks. Yeah, like I, I see what I see why people are into this, and like okay, you know, a little nod. Um, right. I'm really into it. I'm excited for the new album. That's all. I just wanted to say, like, it's great. Yeah, it's got it's like great. the best, great '80s chorusy stereo guitar tones and stuff that sound like refrigerator <laughs> racks full of gear. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Okay, 
Oh, let one last thing about that. One last thing. Um, yeah, they the, when styles of music like this kind of come back around. My favorite part of it is that it is obviously borrowing effects and sounds from decades ago. However, drum beats, literal drum beats, drum drum sounds, yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but it still sounds like it was recorded yesterday. You know, like there's a yeah. freshness to it all that I love, and it, it brings it all forward. So, um, yeah. like when there was it's, a, it's a giving Jimmy like an, en- an endless life to the, those sounds too. You know, it's yeah. reincarnating yeah. them. It's not just like referencing. Yeah, and like there was a Jimi Hendrix record that came out in like 2014 or 15, something like that. Um, like old oh. tapes that got like rem- like freshly mastered. Okay. And it sounds like it was recorded yesterday. It, it sounds awesome. It sounds like a Black Keys mm. record. So well, that says a lot to you know that the, that the recording medium wasn't the issue with why mm-hmm. records sounded like that. It was it was more about stylistic choices and yeah. our monitoring in the studios and and stuff like that. Yeah, it, that that is that's an interesting little detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this sort of is a nice transition into the next thing we wanted to quickly touch on. All right, then. Try this one out. I have absolutely no idea. I feel like I've never heard that in my life. Okay, I am (laughs) certain that's you playing it. Um, It feels like me, but it also, some of it might not. (laughs) No. we collab on that demo? (laughs) I think that feels like a Derek riff. Anyway, um, the Mercy Street Tree of Life. Mercy Mercy Street, is that the name of the, is that the, it's the Tree of Life pedal. Tree. I swear that's what it is. Tree of Life. Anyway, the thing that we're supposed to be talking about right Whoa. now is not the Tree of no, Life I pedal. Don't, I don't think I had this. I think that was you. I think that was me, really? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go back and listen um, to that again. <laughs> uh, okay, so Apple, in Apple's Apple did a thing, man. So Dolby Atmos has now been enabled for a very tiny fraction of a massive Apple music library, but for many, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of songs and I guess more coming. So Dolby I think it's like Atmos. like tens of thousands already. Is it really? Holy yeah. shit. Um, there, I, I have not been able to experience this yet because okay. um, I actually tried to today in to prep a little bit to listen to some songs in Dolby Atmos. Um, but I my music app on my computer won't it doesn't have that setting, oh. and I tried to find an update. Um, so I don't know if I just didn't find it or what, but hmm. um, or they haven't sent the update to my computer yet or something. Um, I could I could try it on on my phone or whatever. I could hook my phone mm-hmm. into. But I wanted to listen to it in my studio and see if I could tell a difference just on ordinary speakers. So Dolby Atmos is a surround sound encoding method that technically Dolby has technology to downscale to all the way down to stereo if you want. And they'll they'll use some trickery to try to make it sound like it's wrapping around you, but it's it's you know, which is why sound things trickery. like my AirPods Pro are supported in this Atmos yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's going to be supported much better because they know exactly what the characteristics of those speakers are. If you just play it on some random speakers, it's obviously it's not going to work as well. But, you know, Dolby themselves, they can make this available for certain TV soundbars. They'll be designed specifically for it. So those those would be a good candidate. But ultimately, the, the real thing, like if you're in a a theater, like I don't know if you've been – the last few movies I saw before the pandemic actually were in Atmos. And they – play this thing and this ball bounces around and the, the lady whispers all around you. <laughs> it's not, not ringing a bell. I can see on your face, but anyway, nope. it's, it's like the THX thing that would play yeah. in front of a movie, but it's Dolby all around you. So, uh, Atmos is a, it is like a nine speaker surround, including a series of overhead speakers in addition to the nine. Mm-hmm. And then they can scale that down to a 9.1 with, 7.1, 5.1. They do kind of, if you're having a real system, they do want you to have the overhead speakers because they can they can make sounds go up or down that way. Interesting. Um, which That's is amazing. bonkers. And it sounds really good. Um, yeah, Rise yeah. of Skywalker might have been the, the last movie I saw in the theater, actually. <laughs> so, okay, so like I've been, 
the Apple has gone ahead and made a bunch of playlists that are full of songs that have this enabled. And you can go into your device. And if, with AirPods, um, Max, Pro, I think regular AirPods even, um, you can turn this on and off by turning on spatial audio. So they've got playlists and stuff for, for all the genres um, with things just showing off what this sounds like. And yeah. some stuff I have found in my AirPods Pro sounds unbelievably great. It is insane how good it sounds. Like Especially stuff like Rush sounds unbelievable. Okay. Um, some other things... Hold on loosely. It's a 38 special that does that song. So older stuff sounds awesome. Like they've taken things so, and and it kind of it sounds wider and more present and but still properly adjusted and mixed and all that. So you're picking out. I'm noticing that you're picking out older things. So, so stuff well, that isn't loudness warged to death. Yeah, yeah. Also with Atmos, at least on in my setup here with my headphones, earbuds, Atmos is generally much quieter. So I enable it, and right. my usual marker for where I put level yeah. is is it needs to come up. So um, other songs sound real bad, like crazy bad, and I cannot figure uh, out if it's like somebody suggested to me that it might be server load, like maybe something got weird rolling all this out. I don't know. Maybe yeah, something yeah. got encoded uh, in like a one eighty. And something is wrong with that. I don't know, even know what that could possibly mean. But uh, it sounds like they're talking about like with inverted polarity. Could be so some channels or something. There's a few things like, um, and then so Fountains of Wayne's Stacy's mom is one of the most glaring examples to me because it takes the vocals and shoots them through the ceiling in the mix. They are so loud. And everything oh, else is. I thought you meant it was above you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> it's just the level goes through the roof, and the rest of the band kind of falls away, and it's very distracting. You can't really huh. hear the band in some spots. It's a much yeah. wider mix, but it's not nearly as deep. So turning spatial yeah. off brings it back, and it's full and punchy and loud and cool. Okay, you so know? so that's definitely the, all of these old songs and. And modern songs, like unless they were mixed for Atmos, which would mean they would have to have come out in the last couple of years mm-hmm. at the latest, then they're being um, they're being upscaled. So this it's it's you know a little uh, it's probably just a higher quality, more advanced version of things that have existed for years in like video games, where you turn on like. S- mm. some kind of spatial sound and, and it does something like 3d audio. Some games used to call it. And mm-hmm. they are um, with games. You can do it because the, the game engine, if it was enabled in the game engine and not just in the computer, then it would, it knows where the sounds are coming from. And it's sort of building a mix at the time that you play the game. And so it can apply reverb to certain sounds and things mm-hmm. like that. If it's, but this is something different. This is sort of like taking a pre-mixed stereo sound and then it's moving parts of it around it's spreading the sides even wider and applying maybe some reverb to to give them a mm-hmm. little more depth in very specific ways and it it sounds to me like the song the songs that don't sound good didn't have any room for that to happen like they maybe. were already very maxed out and then rush or something which has dynamic room to play around with, perhaps they just accept that sort of morphing better. That could be. Um, yeah, because some of it is like, I don't like this. I want this turned off. Mm. Uh, it's distracting. Some things are like, I would say, I don't use this lightly, kind of unlistenable. It's not enjoyable. Um, things that were originally mono, like the Beatles, has been upgraded to Atmos, which is Yeah, I saw a crazy. track that was... Yeah. Um, it was, I think it was right in the same, as a demo, it was like from mm-hmm. mono to stereo to Atmos, like they're yes, going to take you yes. right through the whole thing. Yeah. And there's like a guided voice that, that says, explains what's happening. And it's like a little podcast, a little two minute podcast. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I just wanted to mention like, it's a weird experience. If you have equipment to listen to it, listen to it. Cause it's crazy. Some of it is absolutely mm-hmm. awesome sounding. Um, some of it is not, and I hopefully it gets resolved. But um, I don't know if they I can. I wonder about classical mixes like like the Star Wars 
soundtracks. Yeah, so there's apparently a John Williams playlist. They could go back to the tape. They could go back to the tapes and mix them for Atmos. I mean, technically, you know, I know some, like the Rise of Skywalker, for example, was definitely mixed in Atmos. So the music very well could be in that way at the source. Yeah. Um, Check out the playlists. Uh, What was I going to say? Shoot, I can't remember. Uh, oh, I, I hope that a lot of the music I listen to, which is not supported, becomes supported because I would like to check it out. Mm. Um, uh, there's something else I was going to say and I keep forgetting. But um, some oh, songs, they they seem to like have introduced some interesting panning. There's a Sum 41 song where the guitar solo like pans left to right and on the original it doesn't. Um, interesting. How did they yeah, do that? It, I don't know. <laughs> and it, I also, oh, the thing I kind of wanted to touch on is like, this is a big conversation so we can table it because we have more show to do mm-hmm. but like the the artist intent in the mix and then atmos coming along in my iphone and changing that how yeah. i receive it you know that's a yeah. weird thing it, it is um hmm. for things well, that mean, weren't the mixed songs, for atmos like some have to be enabled for it right so yeah. the artist probably does have to authorize it hmm and allow their because it sounds like the processing is not happening on your device. It's being done, and then because at the the directions, your your device does have to re-download the music in that form. Yeah, it does. So it probably is downloading um, a higher than stereo file. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that, but it, it does make me wonder about artist intent and yeah, because I don't you know we've the the people here who have recorded music and and put it out in the world. You care about that shit. And like no one else does. Listeners really don't, but they don't because it's usually done well, you know, <laughs> well, you can identify a bad mix. They don't until some band does a remaster and you go, Oh no, the original was, was better. Yeah, you know, it had yeah. this quality that, that I don't, you know, it's like those, some of the early records from some band where the polish wasn't there and that really suited them. Mm, yeah. And then their later albums sound too clean and you know things like that come to mind so yeah i do think eric's asking about the compression um does it make it more obvious um i'm not sure what you mean i think maybe you're talking about dynamic range um dynamic range seems better i mean yeah if i'm interpreting what you said derek earlier correctly then it sounds like if um if a song was mastered with a lot of compression, it might take this reprocessing very poorly. He says hearing the squish. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go through and like maybe make a playlist of the ones that I think are exceptional mm-hmm. and maybe the ones that aren't. So anyway, I'll let's talk about a way to legit try it. Sometimes let's talk about some guitar stuff. Do you want to like skip a thing? Should we skip something? <laughs> Do we have too much? There's, there's only like, no, we can just, okay. We're going to have a dense look. I, all right. Do this one. Okay, so that's definitely one some, of mine. Some friggin' bass pedal. I don't know. Yes, it's just a bass drive. It's a, the bass drive from from CM. What's what's CM? Um, I, don't, I don't know. C I think it's CMAT. C, oh, CMAT mods. Yeah, they do a lot of CMAT mod. They do a lot of bass stuff. I think it's a CMAT bass drive. Okay, listen. Um, oh wait, change my screen. Okay. Okay. Tell me about this, Derek. It's the pulse Doppler from Thorpey FX. Thorpey. Thorpey. Finally. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a analog phaser vibrato tremolo, and it's a weird one, but I'm I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's the most exciting thing lately uh, in regard to phasers in a really long time. Mm, I like the look. I like the, you know, it's not wood panel on the sides, but it, it's given me that synthesizer vibe. Yeah, and it's like the the nameplate there is like laser etched. So mm. it's got a, it's got a cool thing about it. Very good. Um, so this is a four stage phaser slash vibrato, um, but you can also manipulate it to get into kind of harmonic tremolo territory. Okay. Kind of sweet. Um, yep. Eric says he doesn't love the name. Are you talking about Pulse Doppler or Thorpey? Because Thorpey is the guy's name, and if you don't like that, then that's just insensitive. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> Paul, oh, he doesn't like Pulse Doppler. He doesn't oh, like fine. Pulse Doppler. I feel like Pulse Doppler. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk ass. <laughs> well, we were afraid you were a jerk ass. Now you understand our concern. Yeah. Uh, so one of the cool things about it is it's got a manual control, like a phase, or sorry, like a flanger does. So when okay. the depth when the depth knob is increased, 
the manual sets the frequency range of that sweep. So you can kind of manually, oh, by okay. the knob name, switch it in there. Um, yeah, all right. It's essentially two notch filters. Um, with the dual switch allows you to sync them uh, so that they run in together. Or yeah. you can uh, arrange them into a figure eight, which is absolutely weird sounding. Oh, so it's going to switch between the two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Really clever. Really, really huh. clever. Um, you can also invert the phase effect, which results in like a more hollowed out kind of sound. Yeah. Um, and then pulse mode is for more like tremolo style effects. And then it also has a dry blend, which I think is very smart. I like uh, that. That's, that's wise, yeah. So this is, it's expensive as hell, I got to be honest. It's uh, $375 approximately because it's in yeah. uh, British pounds. But at the time of recording, pounds. it's about 375 bucks. If you're going to buy, if you're like in the market for a phaser or like a, like a kind of jack of all trades uh, modulation effect. This is really something to check out because the trem sounds are really cool. It's gets that like kind of goopy, um, thick harmonic trem thing that's also kind of like a univibe. Hmm, it's kind of like okay. a phaser. Like it kind of it, it toes that line a little bit. Yeah, and then it can do some really weird stuff that I've not heard anywhere else. So really fun. Wow. Cool. That's it. Yeah, let's let's plow through. I I do have yeah. my pedal genie pedal here, by the way, oh, um, which shoot. is not not in the show notes because I didn't think it was going to arrive today, but it did. Okay. Do you want to slam right. one of those in? Uh, probably not. That that's okay. going to push us over the. That's going to okay. So here's here's one. I think I think you'll get this one. Speaking of Univibe. I still play that riff sometimes. <laughs> this isn't one of those times. Something like that, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, it was a. It's a Univibe. Is it the the JHS Warbletron? It's not. It's Is think it? cheaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it the TC Helix? It's a TC Viscous Vibe. Viscous Vibe, that's right, right. Viscous Vibe. Okay, next on the list. Next on the list, uh, PRS Archon 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Archon was uh, PRS's high gain amp offering. Okay. Very high gain, very high gain. Very, very um, high gain. Super chunky. Um Kind of always really gained out, a lot of mm. people found, um, myself included. It was like really good at one thing. Um, cleans left a little bit to be desired. I don't understand um, when people say the effects loop is bad, but apparently didn't have a very good effects loop. Mm. I don't know what would make one better or worse, but that's what I've heard. So they've relaunched the Archon 50 uh, in a new combo and amp head. And it's kind of been re-established from the ground up, new design. So the combo comes with a Celestian V-type, pretty solid speaker. Yep. Uh, six CA7 power tubes. Wow. Okay. Which I've not heard of before this amp, but I've I heard is either. I read it's basically an EL34, like it's it's kind of a juiced up EL34. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and ECC83 preamp tubes, a.k.a. the 12AX7. The 12AX7, yeah. Uh, and it ships with JJ's, which is pretty rad. I'm into that. Yeah. I like gain structure. Gain structure and EQ have been redesigned. It's generally more usable and not as, not as ripping all the time. However, it is still the high-gain offering, so it still does all of that really cool shit. Yeah. Looks like are those bias terminals on the back there? Um, they are. Yeah, nice, so you can... Nice. Uh, Bias jacks. Uh, and I think the cool thing about it is that it's more affordable. It's built overseas. Heads a thousand bucks. The combo is twelve hundred. Yeah. yeah. You're, doing, you're doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. The original was built in the US and it was like two grand or more. It was a lot. But okay. um yeah. Just wanted to mention it. I guess we can plow right through this too. Um, <laughs> I think PRS amps sound really good. I almost bought one before I got the HX Stomp. 
Like I was saving for, and I was trying to sell my old amp to get a PRS amp, and then the stop sort of started happening, you know. Sorry, did you get this? So. I don't think we're impressing the chat right now. I don't think so <laughs> either. Through these news items. I don't think so either. And also, I think they're they're like GIF ready, but we're not going to do the Pedal Genie segment. So should we give on. it to? Yeah, I mean, they, let's run the ad anyway. Uh, I'll play eight seconds of this pedal, and then okay, we'll talk about it next time. That, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, I'm unprepared. Now he's saying he's unprepared. I don't care. Okay. All right. Get prepared. Check it out. We're doing we're doing this. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. You know, despite not being prepared, you guys really pulled out all the stops. I appreciate you. <laughs> anyway, um, I got a pedal. I'm not going to say what it is because we're going to say that next time, and I'll yeah. just keep it till next time. How about that? I think it's going to okay. take me that long to come up with a demo. Um, here's my clean tone. I'm on my Strat. And actually, this is my Helix patch that I built using stock cabinets. This is not impulse responses. Um, okay. And if you would like it for your Helix, come into Discord and I'll send it to you. I like you're going to hear that much of the patch to make a judgment call on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So this is one thing that it does. I'm going to add some overdrive. That's what you get. That's what you get. Oh, um, I just realized that uh, we could actually play um, your your uh, pedal demo. Oh yeah, on the live let's stream. Do that. Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's switch into to this. so great i i i love half halfway through where you're like okay done playing around now we're making music <laughs> um okay um the, we do have one more thing to talk about and i've got one more song to play okay quickie uh i think that i think this is one of mine um you're not you don't have any idea right uh, no. No, okay. So that <laughs> is the Interstellar Overdriver from Death by Audio. Oh, nice. And what a great name. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What a great name. 
Okay. All right. So suggestions of the week. What what is what are we talking about here? I think we did this like a long time ago and fell off the wagon, but I want to try to bring it back if we did. And if we didn't, here's a great new idea that we can try. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to just start like I'm stealing this from another guitar podcast. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Just something that like you're into right now. It doesn't have to be guitar related at all. Just to get like start sharing cool things. What is your suggestion? For the week or for the podcast, I guess, because we're bi-weekly. Yeah. But um, I'm going to suggest the Audible original podcast, Hit Job. Yep. It's really funny. Doug, I see your comment. I'm not going to have it. <laughs> 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 Stealing from another guitar podcast? That's pretty on brand. Yeah, yeah. That's somebody's shadow ban him. <laughs> anyway, um, so Audible, the uh, audiobook company, you know, owned by Amazon, of course, yeah. um, has recently gotten into what they're calling podcasts, but I'm going to call uh, not podcasts like you would think of this show or even some other more well-produced shows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're more like um, audio, like radio drama, audio dramatized performance mm-hmm. stuff. Um, episodic, uh, yeah. seasonal, and they're fantastic. I've listened to a couple so far. Um, I listened to The Sea in the Sky, which is some absolutely righteous sci-fi. Really, really good. Would recommend. Hit Job, mm-hmm. I'm listening to now. Um, we've got a couple episodes left. It's a riot. It is very, very funny. Um, not safe for work, not safe for kids. But it's um, it's about uh, people, two people who work at Kilco, which is the company that, um, what is the saying? It's like doing bad things for good reasons. And they go after killing okay. all the worst people in the world who everyone agrees are just the worst. Kilco. <laughs> <laughs> <He'll go. laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, it's there's so many great um, kind of one-liner jokes. Um, very, very funny. And But the, the way it's produced and engineered it's like you're watching a movie or a show, except you just can't see mm. it. So there's a lot of really well done um, stereo stuff. Like you can hear people okay. walking across a room. You can hear them like putting things down on their, yeah. you know, doing things with stuff on their desk and things. And it it paints this auditory picture, so to speak, that is super convincing and really great. Um, mm-hmm. And this one's like there's p- people getting murdered and stuff, so you're hearing like chainsaws and like you know blood splatter and people <laughs> people screaming and it it's sounds... called foiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, foley arts, Fol- yeah, foleying, yeah, yeah. It's really really good. Um, sort of a dark yeah. comedy. Um, I won't give away any spoilers or anything, but it's I'm I'm laughing out loud every episode. Really, that's really good. Cool. And it's got, that's what's cool. his name? From, uh, I think he's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was in Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, right. Um, very funny. And kind of an all-star cast, if you, if you look it up. But uh, yeah, yeah, great. It's called Hit Job. Go check it out. And unfortunately, it's only available on Audible, and you need a membership for that. But if you are an Audible user or are thinking about it, Interesting. Um, do not sleep on the podcast stuff from them. It's awesome. Hmm. It it that's interesting that to take like something that exists and be like okay we're actually just going to take the normal thing and pay wallet behind the audible yeah. thing but yeah you know I it's the right audience it's the, you know well like no disrespect for me <laughs> right for me like I listen to audiobooks that's yeah. why I have an account yeah um, when I finish a book before my next credit comes in you know my my one monthly. Uh, mm-hmm. audiobook I've got nothing to listen to from them you know and sure okay but now, so now I've got all this other stuff that I can check out in the meantime um, yeah. podcasts like this are included with your membership you can also pay for audible without this and it's a little bit cheaper but if you have like the standard thing it, they come with it um, yeah. yeah it's a great example in Foley Arts it's very funny <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's cool I um I haven't had a ton of podcast listening time, but speaking of the the Foley art stuff, um, when I have had time to listen to a podcast, the thing I've been gravitating toward is uh, like actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, some of some friends we've we've had a game going for a few months now that we get to 
eh, every two or three weeks. Um, and so I've sort of like that, that's been a little bit escapey for me, but there's a particular one. There's a, there's a few that do this, but where they're like adding in music and things like that. But there's one particular called, uh, the dark dice, which Mm. is the stories for that are written by as sort of, um, it's kind of a horror thing on top of the dungeon, dungeons and dragons business. Um, but they've gone and taken their recordings totally foleyed them replaced a lot of the dungeon master stuff with npc voices they've gotten (laughs) lots of professionals in professional cast and they've cleaned up all of the like table talk sort of stuff so it plays very very fast and there's plenty of sound effects and like you know, it, it's it's kind of funny from what you're expecting, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you're expecting like to hear dice and to mm-hmm. hear them talk. Well, that's going to, you're going to need a dexterity check for that, you know, and, and <laughs> stuff like that. But like, there's a, just enough of that so you remember what you're hearing. But most of it is like, you know, describe, you know, the battle becomes describing like, and this sword swung this way and cleaved mm-hmm. this arm off and the sound effects going at the same time. And it's, it's very much like you would expect if it was written as a, as an audiobook and then read, this is what it would sound like. Cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. And, uh, Jeff Goldblum joins the cast for season <laughs> two. Uh, <Awesome>. so <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not lightweights in this particular thing. So anyway, nice. Nice. I didn't expect to be talking about podcasts on my podcast. That's okay. I mean, I like, always, I don't always talk about podcasts on my podcast, but when I do, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is involved. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is involved. So, um, so the thing about suggestion of the week, um, like I said, I don't think it needs to be music related or guitar related or anything in particular. Sure. Just like a thing that you're kind of into right now, share it. Mm-hmm. Spread the good word. Could be a could be an album. Could be a movie. Could be mm-hmm. a friggin' what do we got? I don't know. It's on my desk that I'm into. Uh, uh, my little my little bobblehead turtles. Have I ever talked about my bobblehead turtles? They are on my not, desk all the not time. Not on the show. Um, this one's from got. Ecuador. That's cool. Um, my wife got it for me when she was there. Most of the things on my desk are guitar and music related, so this is not a great example. <laughs> I have this. <laughs> oh, God, that was very loud. <laughs> Usually it's way over here. <laughs> Um, oh, I know what I can sort of tease, I guess, a little bit, because um, i got to talk to you about this at some point, Justin, things we're going to do regarding um, these kinds of things. <gasps> mm. Uh-oh. What was that? Mm, nothing to see here. <laughs> um, okay, so, hey, you know what? Thanks for listening, folks. This was a weird one. Um, this, it was fine. It wasn't that but, weird. But we did it. What the fuck was that? Exactly right, Eric. <laughs> Uh, I can't go okay. back in this little box. Thanks uh, okay. for listening. Thanks for watching. We, uh, you know, this is our podcast. This is fine. We talked about plenty of guitar stuff. This is not a weird yeah. one. Like, I think, I think you think every episode's weird. I guess that's true. Yeah. I think this was, I think this was good. Uh, the only thing that was weird about it was that we almost didn't have any butt gifts in it. But. Yeah. <laughs> But people are speculating about what what I just held up to the camera. Um, it's not a copper sound quadruple octifuzz. <laughs> it's no. an octifuzz, and it goes four octaves up. <laughs> yes, all the octaves. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, that's the tone control. Thanks for listening and watching. Um, you should um, you should definitely come check us out at discord.io slash tone control to join the discord channel where you can chat with us and see all the fun things that are going on between episodes and all the links we share and and things like that. And if you want to be a supporter of the show, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash the tone control, where for as little as $1 per month, you can help support the shenanigans that, you know, help create the show and lead to things like whatever the fuck Derek just held up slightly into frame a few seconds ago, uh, on the video version. Uh, for $2 a month, you will be a supporter plus, which means you're allowed to be here in the chat wondering what Derek just held up onto frame (laughs) live with us while we record every Thursday show comes out on Monday. We record the Thursday before and, um, all of our Patreons get a hearty thank you from us 
every episode, and those patrons include Matthew Fenslaw, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) You made it pretty pretty close, you know. Oh God, I so bailed. Eric, anyway, Andrew Walsh from Andrew's <laughs> Alcove, OG Friday of the Show, Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks Podcast. Thank you all so much. Ewick Giwabaldi. <laughs> I like the running theme where Eric changes his Discord display name every time you blow it. So now it, it just needs to be Eric anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> or Eric, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, everybody, thanks uh, ever so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> Volume was all the way up. Or, anyway, <laughs> so Whatever. I replace all this at the end. Okay, anyway, this is all good. Let's go to the ending screen. We'll see you next time. Woo!